Naughty 40. My first gay erotic novel is out now. Tom isn't ready to turn 40, with the middle-aged spread starting to take hold and his family upping the pressure for him to settle down. Tom is torn about whether life as a single stud is still worth pursuing. A planned day of minor celebration quickly steps up as his friends join him throughout the day. As they reminisce, Tom is reminded of some of his hottest sexual conquests, from the night he lost his virginity in the back room of a club to the moment one of his workmates crossed the line after a few beers. With the help of a night with his closest friends, who get unexpectedly closer, Tom realises that while life might not begin at 40 for a 21st century gay man, it isn't the end of the world. Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel by Liam Williams, available on my website liamwilliams.com.au forward slash store Hey Baiters, welcome to another episode of Proud Baiters Anonymous How are you Sean? I'm good. I thought I'll just launch straight into that because I don't think I asked that last episode. No, and you kind of threw me under the bus there. I was, I was waiting and waiting and I'm well, good my, though. How are you? My, I'm good, thank you. My other podcasts in the real world have little slogans that go after I introduce and I got, so I kind of got into that rhythm, realised that Proud Baiters Anonymous doesn't have a slogan and so I was like, well, what do I say next? And I just asked you how you are. <laughs> so there we go. How's your baiting been this week? It's been good. Good. Mine has two, actually. A couple of sessions yesterday, which was good. In close succession, actually. Impressive. Yeah. Either side of an interview for Proud Baiters Anonymous. So I got home from work, realised I had more. I had a bit of time before the interview was scheduled. Uh, so rub one out. Did the interview, then realised I had a bit more time before I was no longer home alone. So, had another go. Very good. Yeah. I got home from work the other day and uh, was feeling feeling a little more into it than, than normal. Um, and somebody in the Facebook group mentioned a video game. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. That I, I thought I'd um, have a whack at. Uh, I have, uh, <laughs> I've seen, um, hang on, that's better. Oh, my mic wasn't fully on. I have seen that uh, Jerk Hero, is that what it's called? Something like that. Uh, I have seen ads and posts about that before. I haven't done one myself, uh, but you gave one a go this week. Yeah, it's called Cock Hero Gay. Cock Hero, okay. Yeah, um, I, I did give it a go. It's tough. Yeah. Very tough. Um, it's all, it's based around edging. Um, the aim of the game is to make your way to the end of the video. You know, the video goes for an hour. Right. Um, and the content in it is, it's definitely very full of content. <laughs> Uh, but much like the game of uh, Guitar Hero, yes, you have those beats that you need to stick to and hit the right buttons and everything. They've taken that and and you stroke to the beat. Okay. But it goes from like to like, and then there's like full on kind of like 
full, full, like fast, fast jerking. Um, Interesting. It's very intense. I think I got to, I got to the big boss, which is, I think it's th- number the big three, boss, yep. the big boss. Oh God, it was difficult. Um, but it was, it was well worth it. I might check it out. I've watched some Jack Off instruction videos. Uh, so, but maybe I'll, I loved Guitar Hero yeah. when it was a thing. So maybe I'll give the Cock Hero a go. Yeah, cool. Other than um, Cock Hero, you tried something new after our last recording session. Yeah. That I think you wanted to talk a little bit more about. I'm somewhat lusting over a flesh jack right now. <laughs> um, not used one in the past, and then my eyes have now been opened. Yeah, I actually, uh, in the space of two weeks, have opened both of my bait buddy's eyes to the flesh jack, it seems. And there is a link for anyone listening to my affiliate link for Flesh Jack will be in the episode description if you uh, are interested in purchasing one, a purchasing one. Um, so I've been using it for years. What was your... I could tell, obviously, by sitting next to you how much you enjoyed it. Um, but what was that first experience like? Initially, I was kind of like, oh, is that it? I mean, yep. I was just kind of like, Oh, is that it? <laughs> um, it was completely different. The, the words can't describe the feeling. Um, I'm, I'm pierced. Yes. So I didn't want to ruin the interior of it, so I took it out. Um, so it's probably the first time. It's Really, it's the first time in a while that I've played with myself without it in. Um, so without yeah, okay. my piercing in. Yeah. So... It was quite a different sensation in that sense of things, but just the feeling of it was, I have very calloused hands. I go to the gym a lot. Um, (laughs) Sometimes those calluses work in my favor, but just the interior of this flesh jack was amazing. Um, I have the, uh, I have the fleshlight ice uh, and it's the very neutral one. So there's a lot that have, uh, grooves or little nodules or something in the sleeve. Uh, mine is very smooth and straightforward. So it would definitely, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I enjoy about it mm. is that it's just kind of essentially something consistent and accepting to put your cock into. Now, on the back of that, I'm somewhat of a thrifty person, so I like to do a lot of DIY toys. Yes. Um, and I looked at the prices of them and I was just like, oh, payday's not for another week. What can I do to, you know, pass the time, so to speak? So I did some Googling and I've come across this fantastic uh, article that BuzzFeed produced quite a while ago by the looks of things. Uh, and it's, it's, um, it's titled, um, hang on. It's titled 18 More Ways to DIY a Fleshlight Than the World Ever Asked For. (laughs) And it is quite literally that. There are 18 different variations of making your own fleshlight at home. I have seen, because I do frequent the internet, I have seen a few of, uh, a few variations. One, the immediate one that I thought of is pretty full on one that uh, includes cornstarch and moulding and 
like you put the cornstarch in like a bucket or something and then you put a broom handle in so it molds the hole around the broom handle so then that gives makes it a sleeve now when it's i full on. when i say i'm diy that's far too much effort yeah, for yeah, it that's that's like, a whole trip to bunnings and a trolley worth of stuff. And to be honest, going through the article, there's a bunch of really good ones like sponges, latex gloves and a Pringle container. Oh, uh, yeah. And then there's things like hollowed out cucumbers and duct tapes. You know, you yeah, hollow it out. That one doesn't particularly up. appeal to me. No. Um, uh, but there is one that has caught my eye um, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed in saying that I did give it a go. <laughs> Uh, and that is sim- quite simply a rolled up towel, latex glove, and a couple of rubber bands. So Basic things you have around the house, most likely. Yep. 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 And that's exactly why I went for it. Because I'm like, right, I know where the rubber gloves are. I know where the towel is. I think I've got a couple of rubber bands somewhere. I'll be fine. But it's quite literally a towel. You roll it up, put your glove in it. Yep. Lube it up a little bit, and go to town. The best part about it is because it is a towel... You can put as much pressure onto the towel as you want or as little pressure as, as you want. So you can really work the intensity of it. Oh, yeah. So it's not... Unlike with the, the fleshlight or flesh jack that we were using, yeah. um, it's aside from having that suction where you can change how much it's going to suck and how yeah. much it's not, the towel, you can put the pressure on there. So you can put it between the mattress and the bed base. You can put it between the the couch cushions or you can just quite literally hold it with your hands. So, and the tighter that you go, obviously the tighter it's going to be. So it just gives you that little bit more control. But um, I think I'm on my fourth load of towels. (laughs) Um, My washing machine hasn't had so many towels go through it in quite a while. (laughs) Are, Are you at the point of a new pair of rubber gloves yet? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> we will link to that uh, article in the episode description, uh, but it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yeah. Uh, the the one that you chose, but if any listeners out there uh, get onto the BuzzFeed article and try something different, then they can certainly let us know uh, in the Facebook group. But you would recommend, as a budget version, the oh, towel yeah. and the rubber gloves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I do feel with the... You can take the sleeve out of the hard plastic holder on the flesh jack. Yeah. Um, but then the sleeve is very floppy. Nobody wants a floppy, um, floppy no. anything when you're at it. Uh, and whereas I feel like the towel rubber band situation would be a little bit more kind of together. Yeah. 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 Interesting and a lot of fun to try. Easy cleanup. Yeah, I guess you can just rinse the glove out and chuck the towels in the wash. Beautiful. I talked last week about uh, wanking at work. You brought it up and I said there was research that said it was beneficial. Mm. There, There hasn't specifically been research that says wanking at work is good and your boss should give you a wank break. But psychologists say that if you combine the idea of the benefits of masturbation with work and the, you know, people get the three o'clock slump or 
feel a little bit pissed off or stressed by their co-workers. If you combine those two concepts, then logic says having a wank at work is beneficial. Oh, look, the endorphins that it gives you, everyone knows that you do. You just feel 10 times better after it. So when you do hit that stressful point, it I can see the benefit in that. There are yeah. so many times that I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I just want to disappear and have five minutes to myself. Well, and that is a big part of it uh, that people say. Um, but one of the articles that I read during the week was a psychology lecturer at Nottingham Trent University uh, in the UK said that a masturbation break would be very effective at work and a great way to relieve tension and stress. Uh, and there was another psychologist who agreed certainly taking a masturbation break for boredom or an escape would increase work fo- focus. He suggested that a masturbation policy might result in more focus, less aggression, higher productivity and more smiling. Now that's a petition I would sign. Yeah. Um, it's... He, oh, this one. He also suggests that one should not fantasise about colleagues as this might result in cognitive, appear, uh, uh, <laughs> cognitive impairment. <laughs> so potentially having a wank at work might allay some of the fantasies. Uh, and increase the focus on the actual work. A lot of these, um, a lot of these psychologists and these articles then quoted surveys that said anywhere between thirty and forty percent of male survey participants uh, admitted to masturbating in the office anyway. So why not make it a part of your official work policy? I'd love to see that in my schedule at work. Yeah. Well, I joked for a long time that people have four or five smoke breaks a day if they're smokers three or four coffee breaks a day i don't smoke i don't drink coffee how are you happy masturbation true so that should be (laughs) (laughs) there's my uh work there's my solution my replacement i do feel though if that that if that did come in in my workplace There'd be a lot of procrastinators. Um, yes, and I would be worried that my efficiency at work would slip, at least for the first month or two, um, because yeah. you know, knowing that I could go need a bait break, uh, I you know every five minutes I'd be going need a bait break. I think companies would put a limit on it and it would certainly be i feel within your performance management framework (laughs) of if it is affecting your performance negatively then the bait breaks are taken away from you how i can just i'm just trying to imagine that conversation with hr yeah like (laughs) hr trying to manage a um a bait break Policy. Um, policy in there. A bait as, break breach of policy as yeah. well. How would they... Oh. I think... I think people are just doing it themselves. Pardon the pun. There has been a couple of times in the PBA Facebook group where people have asked if anyone's done it at work and it has been a resounding yes. 
of like it's more like I said forty percent between thirty and forty in these articles, but I feel like in our group it's between ninety five and ninety eight percent. But our group are betas anyway, mm. so obviously that's a little bit skewed. But uh, yeah, it's I, I think people are just doing it themselves, taking it upon themselves to give themselves that break if they feel they need it. One company a few years ago uh, in uh, what year is this article? Has no year, just has dirty pictures at the top. Indie. Adult filmmaker Erica Lust is encouraging her staff to participate in workplace wanks to keep their creative juices flowing. It's a great opening line. So this was obviously in an adult uh, filmmaker office. So they were doing it both as a thing for her staff, but also for Masturbation Month one year and to destigmatize masturbation in everyday life so she encouraged her staff to take a 30 minute break every day i'd rather take three 10 minutes yeah i was was just gonna say if you're allocated 30 minutes for that every day would there be the flexibility for you to go i want three 10 minutes or two 15 minutes or can i take not take one on monday and then do i get an hour on tuesday yeah if I'm an edger? If that's the case, can I just build up and then just take, you know, two and a half hours off on a Friday afternoon and leave finish early? leave Friday and go home and wank instead? Yeah. Just I'm imagine sure. that. Like lunchtime rocks around and it's like, have you got a busy afternoon ahead for you? Oh, I'm fucked if I know. I'm going home to bat one out. Yeah. Time in lieu for wanking. <laughs> uh, is the quite dream. an interesting concept. Um, so that company was doing it for masturbation month one year. I found another article where there was an Australian writer uh, who takes a daily masturbation break in the office toilets for stress relief. She was quite open about it. If it's lunchtime, I'll head home for a quick dalliance with my vibrator. But on the odd occasion, I can't wait that long. I'll pop into the restroom, throw in my headphones and silently surf some red tube until my stresses are eased. 15 minutes later, I'll re-emerge brighter and more focused, ready to tackle whatever the rest of the day throws at me. So she's, yeah, and she says, this is because during a climax, blood flow is boosted to every single part of the brain, whereas mental exercises only stimulate certain uh, regions. In other words, if your employer wants to beat the 3pm workplace productivity slump once and for all, they should seriously consider implementing a FAP break policy. I like the way she thinks. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like I said, she said that if 40% of people are doing it anyway, you may as well make it part of your company policy. You see, I've masturbated at work before. I've joked off. Yeah. I don't know. So in the past, I've worked in a lot of like smaller businesses. Uh, it was the one I'm working at now. It's it's quite a large business. Yep. And I don't. I don't know how comfortable I would be. Purely because of the industry that I'm in. Um, I know it's something that I shouldn't be ashamed of because everyone does it. Yes. But I don't know whether or not I'd be comfortable enough to do it at work. Yeah, I feel like 
it's a it's a thing that certainly in my younger days the need to do it came on more regularly and more immediately mm. and so I certainly did it more in my younger days but I, I feel now that because I my generally my sessions are 40 minutes plus yeah I'd rather not bait at work and save it for when I get home and I get time exactly but I don't work in an office I feel like if I was sitting staring at a computer all day and needed some other kind of break, I'd be more inclined then. Mm. I mean, for me growing up, uh, it was very, I've literally got five minutes. So you do it there and then. And as I've said to you in the past, maybe not uh, in the podcast, but I've mentioned to you in the past that one of my favorite things to do is actually just set a timer and beat to it and hold out and then try and come as close to that time of finishing as possible. But I don't like the idea of setting a time to it on a regular. Yeah. Like I, I spent all of my, all of my youth doing really, really rushed sessions where I, I had five, maybe 10 minutes and that was it. Whereas as you just said, I, I, and I agree with you, I quite like to build up to it to one where I know that I have a little bit more time, mm. where I can sit, I can enjoy, I can get into it, rather than, crap, my bait break's going to finish in five minutes. Yeah, or someone's going to wonder why I'm not at my desk anymore. Yeah. I, um, I think a big part of it is also, and you said it, how comfortable you feel at your workplace and that can be to do with the industry that you work in but it can also have just have to do with whether or not you feel comfortable at your workplace if you enjoy your job or if you are relaxed enough you know if you hate your job or if you're really unhappy if someone goes oh just your bait breaks now you just be like, well, no, I'm in a fucking shit mood all day. Yeah. And even though you know that having a wank will improve that mood, you'll have a wank, improve the mood, and then get back to your desk and you'll be like, oh, I have to fucking do this job again. Yeah. Which is then probably not the things you want to associate with a bait session. No. I remember my first job was working at a large fast food chain that I won't name. And I used to often work the opening shift and would start at 5.30. Um, And I would sleep in up until the last possible minute, but only lived like two or three minutes from the store. So my morning wood would still be there when I got to the store. And I'd put like my apron on or go to put my apron on and I'd still be like rock hard. I'm like, I can't start work like this. So I just bat one off in the toilets, get rid of that, and then I could have, was able to get on with my day. I think that's the case for a lot of people that bait at work, that their dick becomes a distraction and they might need to get rid of that before they can get on with the work. Yeah. There's also people that get off on doing it in places that they're not meant to, really. Yeah. 
which is a whole nother... Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother topic that we'll probably dedicate some more time to in another episode. So, yeah, the psychologists say do it. The surveys say we're doing it anyway. So any CEOs that are somehow listening to our podcast, uh, consider it. If you're a CEO that's listening to a baiting podcast anyway, then you're probably top of the list for considering a workplace. You can call it a free break. Mm. Uh, you may have an idea of which of your staff are the baiters that are going to use that free break uh, for the for the masturbation time. And if you are a CEO listening to this podcast, considering having free bait breaks through your day and are looking for somebody to orchestrate this and put together a plan for it and lay everything out, yeah, just let us know. I'm I'm sure I can find some time in my day to do that. We'll, char- <laughs> we'll charge the consultant <clears throat> fees. We'll test all the lubes. We'll make sure all the surfaces are clean. We and um, yeah, because you'd want you might want lube in your work bathrooms. That would be a sure indication if the CEO suddenly put those in the work toilets that free breaks were bait breaks. Yeah, you can do it without saying bait breaks, just by putting lube in the toilets <laughs> <laughs> or putting a towel and a rubber glove just next to. Every cubicle. Just having a little magazine rack next to the toilets as you go. (laughs) If you want to go old school. (laughs) Hey, you're talking about putting lube and towels in a toilet. It's very 80s. Yes, it is. But uh, I feel like most people will be able to get a video on their phone before they pick up a magazine. Yeah. And people do like still doing it old school for magazines and... Pictures. Didn't even know they still sold them. They I still they... sell DVDs. Oh. I know they still sell DVDs. I saw them in Sexyland the other day. I actually was... We bought a new bed recently. And under the bed, like right in the middle, so we couldn't really see it or reach it and have forgotten was there, was three porn DVDs that I reckon I bought 15 years ago. Vintage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I found vintage porn. I should have watched it, but one was terrible, uh, and another one was not too bad. I remember from watching it, and and I also found like a little tape from a like a um, camcorder. So I'm like, oh, I remember what's on that tape. I haven't watched it. That will <laughs> that will be cringe <laughs> because not only uh, watching is watching your own sex tape cringe, but it's also watching how much skinnier and how much more hair I had 15 years ago (laughs) compared to (laughs) what I have now. Uh, But that's totally off track for the beta podcast. Um, We should ask a question of our listeners for the Facebook group. Um, What do you want to ask about? We can ask about baiting at work. We know the answer to have you baited at work. It's 98% yes. So we probably don't need to ask that one in the group. It's been asked before. Something about... Let's ask what... If you've ever homemade, DIY'd a sex toy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I need ideas. Yes. Sean's on a budget, so give him your other ideas. I never have, I don't think. I've done the baggie and the mattress that you and I have talked about off mic, which is just a bag and some Vaseline Mm. between the mattress and the base. I was very glad I grew up with a mattress and base set (laughs) rather than slats. Um, That's probably as homemade sex toys I've gotten, I reckon. I have a plethora of things. Me and Bunnings have a really good relationship. (laughs) We might go into that a little bit more next episode. But yeah, if you've made some DIY sex toys um, or masturbation devices, let us know. Um, If you've got links to how to make them, I will love you forever. Um, Put them in there as well. I may even try a couple out and give some honest reviews. The honest review of the, the towel in the rubber glove is a plus. So yes. if you haven't homemade one and you'd like to, then the link for that will be in the episode description. I'll put a couple of links for uh, these articles relating to masturbating at work. Uh, join the Facebook group and the Discord server if you want to chat more about anything that we've talked about in this episode. The question of the week will be up in the blog article and in the Facebook group. Um, So get in there if you want to answer those. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Make sure you hit subscribe for the Proud Betas Anonymous podcast. Tell your beta buddies so they can find the podcast as well. And happy baiting. Hey Baiters, just a quick note to let you know I have a new membership set up for the Proud Baiters podcast. If you'd like early access to these episodes, then you can sign up as a member with the link in the episode description. Your support goes a long way to helping Sean and I keep the podcast running and making sure we are doing the work with the beta community to get the word out there. Thanks again for listening and happy baiting.